It looks like it's Will Levis time for the Tennessee Titans. And if they want to beat the Falcons, they must design a smart game plan around the rookie quarterback. We're going to talk about what that looks like on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, the most easy and exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. It is a game plan edition of the Locked on Titans podcast, and I'm going to tell you guys how the Tennessee Titans can beat the Atlanta Falcons. I do think the Titans win this game, so I'll go over what I want to see on offense and defense. Also talk about some individual matchups before I get into all of it. Thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. I go live immediately after the games. Two episodes on Sunday nights covering what happened. Episodes throughout the week, Monday through Friday. I even did a bonus episode on Thursday for you guys. So make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. And look, we talked about this all week. The Will Levis, Malik Willis rotating the quarterbacks. It's funny, I forget exactly who it was. It's like some sort of bot or something like that. But they replied to one of my tweets with a Mike Vrabel decision in 2018 where he talked about playing both Marcus Mariota and Blaine Gabbard or talked about rotating two quarterbacks. The specifics are leaving me a little bit here, but before I covered the team and was paid to make sure I remember everything. Uh, but anyway, Mike Vrabel talked about rotating the two quarterbacks all week, and then when it came to it, only Blaine Gabbard played in the game. and the, And... Mike Vrabel didn't play the other quarterback at all. So I think that we're going to see a lot of Will Levis here. I think that Will Levis will be the quarterback. And in the discussion all week of whether Mike Vrabel is a fool or whether he's a liar in this circumstance, I think that he's a liar. Okay, that's where I'm leaning. So I think we see a lot of Will Levis. But what does that look like? Should the Titans offense be different than what we've seen? Yes. The answer is simply yes. Why? The increased mobility. What's the reason why a large portion of Titans fans all year long said, I want to see Willis, I want to see Levis? Is because Tannehill is a 35-year-old quarterback who simply cannot move around the way that most quarterbacks in the NFL who are starters do. But Will Levis can. Will Levis does have the mobility and the pocket movement skills to be able to do it. Now, pocket presence and all these other mental aspects of that, we can talk about that all day, and I'm sure we will for the next however long Will Levis is on this team. But he has the ability, he has the mobility, the youth, the juice to do it. And that is why the Titans have to, they have to utilize that skill set. They cannot allow Will Levis to go in there and play football like he's Ryan Tannehill at 35 years old. Ask him to do things that that use his best skill sets. 
ask him to do things that are things that you can't normally incorporate in your offense with Ryan Tannehill that could potentially give your team a little bit more of an advantage. And what are those things? I want to see rollouts. I want to see sprint outs. I want to see bootlegs. I want to see quarterback run game. Will Levis can do quarterback run game. We talk about Malik Willis being a runner. Having a package for Malik Willis. Malik Willis is not Taysom Hill. He doesn't run anywhere near as physical. doesn't read the defense anywhere near as well. Anytime the Titans have tried to use Malik Willis in a gadget way, it's been a disaster. All right? So use Will Levis in those situations. He has athleticism. He has running ability. Do I think Will Levis can be Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts? No, but he could run like Daniel Jones or run like Josh Allen. Will Levis has that ability. So why don't the Titans go five wide? Run a quarterback counter with a pulling tackle to the opposite side when you empty out the box with five wide. Why not run some quarterback power straight up the gut in the on the goal line? The ability for Will Levis to run designed quarterback runs will help the Titans in the red zone, okay? But I want to see that mobility taken advantage of throughout the rest of the game plan too. Again, rollouts, sprints, boots. Get this man out on the perimeter. Allow him to make a, a passing read and then tuck it and run and gain some yards. Do the things that having a 35-year-old quarterback don't allow you to do. And when you do those things, you help your offensive line because now you're moving the spot. You're rolling the quarterback out. You're getting them away from the pressure, getting them out of a collapsing pocket that collapses quite a bit for the Titans. You can't do that with Tannehill because he simply doesn't have the mobility at 35 years old to do those things. You have to do that with Levis. You have to. Don't leave him as a sitting duck in the pocket. Do not do that. Rollouts, sprint outs, bootlegs. Use his run game. Use that mobility. Also, the Titans are going to have to utilize the screen game here to protect their young quarterback. They're going to have to get the ball out quick. And I think personally, based on the Falcons' defense, the right thing to do offensively outside of just Will Levis is to attack the perimeter. You guys see my glasses move when my hat bounces on the back of my glasses. So funny, it's distracting me. But anyway, moving along, I digress. The Falcons, in my opinion, don't have a fast defense, at least in the front seven, in the front seven. The secondary, yeah, they got speed. Jesse Bates, good. They have good. But the front seven, Bud Dupree in there, Calais Campbell, or Calais Campbell. Why did I say that wrong? Strange. Either way, I think there are a lot of players in the Atlanta Falcons front seven that don't have a ton of speed. So the Titans need to attack outside, attack the perimeter, Force those big guys to chase Tajay Spears to the perimeter on a uh, toss sweep. Use reverses. Use jet sweeps. Quick swing passes out to the outside. Those tosses that the Titans run out of shotgun, under center. Get to the perimeter on this defense. Don't run up their gut. Make their slower front seven players run to the perimeter. That's what I want to see from the Titans. And ultimately, just open up the playbook. I want to see trick plays. I want to see tons of motions. I want to see reverses, double reverses, double reverse passes. All of the stuff that we've seen from the Titans so far this year, I want to see all of it again in one game. If you go two and five, Mike Vrabel can't even drive this team to believe that they can get back in it. Two and five is death. It's over. So throw the kitchen sink. It's the last game of the year. Can't hold anything back. We know. We know.
little reference for you guys. Let me know down below if you know what movie I'm talking about there. But ultimately, let me know what you think the plan for Will Levis should be down below in the comments. That's what I think the Titans should do on offense. Now we're going to move to defense where a classic Mike Rabel philosophy, edge, wall, swarm, must be in full effect. We're going to talk about defense, finish up with some individual matchups to watch. Before we get into all that, though, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Look, guys, FanDuel is so much fun, and it's the perfect time to join FanDuel. You have the NFL season in full swing. The NBA season has tipped off. Tipped off. <laughs> the MLB World Series is here. College basketball is going to be getting going. Of course, college football is in full swing as well. I mean, this is the best sports time of the year. October is the best sports month of the year, which makes it a perfect time to get on FanDuel. New customers right now get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you have to do is place a $5 bet. That's right. $200 in bonus bets guaranteed win or lose with a $5 bet. You can use those bonus bets to bet on spreads, props, over-unders, and more. Make sure that you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Titans fans, let's continue today's game plan edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about Will Levis. We talked about the offense. What I want to see over there, the Titans need to make sure they have a game plan that suits Will Levis and not 35-year-old Ryan Tannehill. But now, I want to transition and talk about the defensive side of the ball because that's obviously going to be incredibly important for the Titans to, to get a win here as well. And again, I do think the Titans win this game. I'll confirm my prediction at the end, plus talk about some individual matchups. Before I get into that, though, thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year long, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day. Speaking of every day, Sunday I'll be going live immediately after the game to break it all down. I'll have a full 30-minute recap of the game later on on Sunday night. We'll talk about the tape and the, what the film showed from this game. Obviously, we're going to want to look into the quarterback performances with Tic Tac Tuesday, what's next Wednesday to look ahead to the Steelers game, and then crossover Thursday, game plan Friday, get you guys ready to go for the game. Don't miss any of that. Get subscribed. With that being said, though, Edge, wall, swarm. Edge, wall, swarm. That is run defense for Mike Vrabel. What does that mean? Step by step, edge. The edge rushers and the slot cornerbacks, the edge players, have to make a firm edge. Don't let the Falcons, or in general, offenses, get around you to the perimeter and break contain. Edge. Set the edge. All right? And when the running back gets to the edge and they have to come inside, inside is going to be a wall because everybody inside is holding their gap, is flowing with the traffic. So you reach the edge, you turn back inside, you meet the wall, and then you swarm to tackle. Edge, wall, swarm. The Falcons love to run outside. Their wide zone runs, we're talking about Arthur Smith here. 
Come on, guys. You knew that. I didn't have to tell you that. You knew that. Arthur Smith and his wide zone runs with his play-action bootlegs off of him, you have to do well on the edges. Set a firm edge so that they can't get to the perimeter, and you got to be smart on the backside edge in case there's a cutback or a bootleg. All right? So edge, wall, swarm, and that starts with a firm edge. Okay? Titans have to set the edge, be physical, or they're going to let the Falcons get outside. They're going to let their zone runs get to the perimeter. The Titans' defensive backs are going to be asked to tackle too much. The linebackers are going to have to flow too far. It's just going to be impossible to take down Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier and the physical running that they do, even Corderell Patterson for that matter. You know, really in space, getting to the edge, really good player still. So the Titans have to. Have to create a solid edge and force the Falcons back inside. Do not let them get on the outside. Uh, outside of that, I, I think the Titans need to play zone in this game. Um, it's my opinion of Desmond Ritter that he's not a very good quarterback. He's not. Uh, I think that Ritter is probably in the bottom 10 of quarterbacks in the NFL. He's right on that line of, okay, this guy could start, but he's probably a backup. I think he's there. That's my opinion on Desmond Ritter, and Ritter has never been an incredibly accurate quarterback. That's something that everybody harped on with him coming out of college is his accuracy. Can he improve his accuracy? He seems to be a smart guy, can run an offense, has good size, has good mobility, all that, but can he improve his accuracy? Well, it hasn't been great. And in my opinion, rather than you have an option here, do you want to give Drake London a one-on-one -on, -one on Christian Fulton? Do you want to give Kyle Pitts a one-on-one -on -one against Roger McCreary? Do you want to give Bijan Robinson a one-on-one -on -one with Aziz Alshire? Do you want to give uh, Matt Collins, which we saw what Matt Collins can do to this Titans team? Do you want to give him a one-on-one -on -one with Roger McCreary on a slot fade, stuff like that? No. Because if you play man coverage, it bails out Desmond Ritter, in my opinion. You're bailing him out. Because what Ritter can do is, he could be like, oh, they're in man coverage. I don't have to read the defense and make the right decision and make an accurate ball. I'm just going to toss this up to Drake London. Toss this up to Kyle Pitts. Toss this up to Mac Hollins. And then it's just a one-on-one -on -one battle for the ball between the cornerback or the defensive back or the coverage guy and the, and the receiving option. And the Titans lose those one-on-one -on -one battles all the time. Do not bail out the Falcons and let Ritter throw easy one-on-one -on -one passes and man and take the chances. Play zone coverage. Make him read defense. Make him know what the disguise is. Make him make pre-snap and then post-snap adjustments and reads in his head. Slow down his processing. Make him second guess. Allow the pressure to get closer. Mess up Desmond Ritter's base and he will throw inaccurate passes that the Titans will have a chance to, to intercept. And let's just say it what it is. In the Falcons' three losses this year, they've lost the turnover battle 7-1. to one. They beat the Buccaneers last week and had three turnovers in the red zone. Two of them at the goal line. This team will make mistakes. This team will turn over the ball. Desmond Ritter will make turnover-worthy plays. The Titans cannot bail him out by giving the Falcons situations that the Titans have struggled in for a year and six games. Play zone. Play zone. Allow everybody to have their eyes on Ritter, to break on his passes, to watch what he's doing. That is what the Titans need to do. This needs to be a zone-heavy game. Force those turnovers again. 
The Falcons in their three losses lost the turnover battle 7-1. to one. When the Falcons lose, it's because they play dumb football and they turn over the ball. The Titans cannot make it easier on them to avoid that by playing a bunch of man coverage and giving Ritter one-on-one opportunities to get the ball to his guys. That would be a major mistake. Um, also worth noting here, red zone defense. Neither of these teams score a lot. The Falcons actually score less points a game than the Titans. The Titans are at like 17.3 and the Falcons are like 16.8 or something like that. Either way, neither of these teams score a lot of points because neither of these teams have been very good in the red zone. All right. The Falcons right now are only 22nd best in the NFL with a 47.8 touchdown conversion rate in the red zone. They don't score when they get to the red zone enough. Titans don't either. So if the Titans defense for some reason has a bad day in red zone defense and allows the Falcons to score three touchdowns, they're not going to win the game. But I don't think that happens. I think the Titans play zone. I think the pass rush improves. We're going to talk about some individual matchups where I think that'll matter. But before we get into some of the individual stuff that I want to talk about here, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I mean, I have a lot of fun on Prize Picks, honestly, because it's so simple. You can make a lineup or make an entry, let's call it, in 60 seconds or less. Okay, so here's how it works. Price Picks has a projection for every player. Here are some made-up examples for you, though. Derrick Henry, 80 yards rushing. Will Levis, one intercep- interception. Bijan Robinson, 60 yards rushing. DeAndre Hopkins, four catches. All you do is pick two to six players, look at the projection, and say whether the player is going to do more or less. You don't have to play against a bunch of sharps, a bunch of pros, a thousand lineups from a bot. It's just you against Price Picks. It's that simple. It's that easy. And again, you can create a, an entry in 60 seconds or less. I mean, it truly is daily fantasy sports made easy. So make sure that you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. Also want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. All right, guys. Home football game, Tennessee Titans. You're at home in Nashville watching the game. You need a little bit of food. Why not order some Acme Feed and Seed off DoorDash? All right. Right now, if you go to DoorDash and you use the code LOCK23 on the DoorDash app, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Again, all you got to do is download the DoorDash app, enter that code LOCKED23, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-23, subject to change, terms to apply. But again, guys, DoorDash always delivers. They literally, they always deliver, whether it be food, whether it be groceries, whether it be your game time meal, it doesn't matter. Go to DoorDash. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, enter that code again, LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D-23, subject to change, terms do apply.
Titans fans, let's cap off this game plan edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about offense and what the Titans should do with Will Levis. We talked about edge, wall, swarm on defense. Now I want to get into some more of the individual battles that I'm going to be watching for. Also, confirm my prediction here, and I'll do that up the start again. I think the Titans win this game. It seems like a game the Titans would lose. Um, the world is crashing down on them. The sky is falling, chicken little. They traded Bayard. They're tanking. Two and four, young quarterback, no Tannehill, but, and the Titans win. Number one, they're at home. Titans have won both their real home games this year, so that helps there, and I don't think the Falcons are a bad matchup for the Titans. I think both those teams are pretty similar, and that'll allow the Titans to stay in the game even if they're not playing great. So, I think the Titans win this game 17-16. That's what I said on Thursday at the end of crossover Thursday. I'm going to reaffirm that now. With that being said, the Titans, two and a half point underdogs at home. Listen, there are times where I don't want that, but the Falcons are not a good enough team to be laying points on the road to the Titans. I don't care who the quarterback is. No way. No way. No way. No way. No way. So, Titans, two and a half, if I'm honest with you guys, though. And I'll give you my free fan duel play of the week. This is my fan duel play of the week. Titans at two and a half. Teased up to eight and a half with the Bengals at three and a half. Top teased up to nine and a half. Brock Purdy likely out. The Bengals are better than they looked early. Tease up the Titans. Tease up the Bengals. Boom. That's my free fan duel play of the week. But yeah, I like the Titans winning this game 17-16 outright. That means I love the Titans getting the two and a half in a game I don't expect to see a lot of points in. The teaser makes a ton of sense. The Titans are a great teaser leg. If you don't like the Bengals game, find another one. Titans are a great teaser leg this week. Um, As for some individual matchups that I'm looking for in this one, number one, Will Levis against Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates is the safety of the Atlanta Falcons. He's got three interceptions this year. He's amazing. He is a great player. All right? He intercepted Ryan Tannehill nearly every time they played when Bates was on the Bengals. He just owned Ryan Tannehill. So, Levis can't have that happen again. Levis has to end that. He can't do what Tannehill did and throw picks to Jesse Bates over the middle of the field. Can't do it. Just can't do it. Um, Shout out to my brother, Drew. Love you, man. Um, Outside of that, Jeffrey Simmons against Matthew Bergeron. Uh, Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons talked about that yesterday. Titans pass rush has to get back to good. And we haven't seen Jeffrey Simmons really have a freak out performance in a couple of weeks. Simmons needs to get back to being high-level, all-pro, constant pressure, constant force. We haven't seen it in a little bit. He needs to step up his game, and this is the time to do it. With Kevin Byard gone, the leaders have to step up that remain, and that is Jeffrey Simmons. So Simmons against Matthew Bergeron, the rookie offensive guard out of Syracuse. Simmons has to absolutely bully him all day long. Outside of Levis and Simmons, I'm looking at DeAndre Hopkins. A.J. Terrell has given up 311 yards this year, had five penalties called against him. I think A.J. Terrell is a pretty good player, but he hasn't had a very good year. And when you have a young quarterback, you need your superstar wide receiver to step up and make plays. Hopkins may not be what he once was, but he still has the ability to do that. They need a big game from DeAndre Hopkins and Hopkins to win some of those one-on-one matchups because Levis is a guy, he's going to throw it up. He's going to throw it up. Hopkins needs to come down with it. So we need a big performance from DeAndre Hopkins if if we're the Tennessee Titans. Uh, (laughs) Lastly, I'll hearken back to what I was saying for the defense. 
Edge, Edge, Harold Landry, Arden Key, Danico Autry, Travis Gibson, Rashad Weaver. The Titans used Luke Gifford as an edge player. When he was healthy, he should be back. Uh, Molden should be back. Tart should be back. Burke should be back. Gifford should be back. Tannehill and Wiley are the only guys sitting out right now. Wiley will probably wait because he's got a concussion. You know, Vrabel is very sensitive about those. He got smoked, too, by Kyle Hamilton. Jesus. Um, so, I mean... These teams are very similar. They're very similar. They want to do the same things. So whoever wins the turnover battle, whoever makes the least amount of mistakes, will probably win the game. I like Arthur Smith. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. I think Mike Vrabel is a better head coach. So Titans 17-16, that's how they win on offense, on defense, the individual matchups that needs to win, how I would bet the game, who I think wins, all of that. That is going to do it. For this week of the Locked on Titans podcast, it's been a banger. I'll be back with you guys on Sunday to break it all down. But as always, that will do it for me today, folks. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.